Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly Transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. Every day last year on the highways, an average of 103 Americans like yourself or those in your family were killed in automobile accidents. But a lot of highway deaths don't seem to bother us much, unless someone in our own family is killed. We are shocked, however, and do become excited when an occasional disaster or catastrophe strikes and claims a large toll of life. Why? If a tornado over which man has no control strikes several states and kills 100 people, is that disaster any worse than 100 Americans being killed in a single day in automobile accidents, over which the drivers do have control in the way they conduct themselves on the highways? The daily toll of 103 deaths a day in traffic accidents is America's greatest shame because that toll is repeated year after year. You can do your part in helping to fight this disaster on the highways by being a safer driver and working in your community and state for strict law enforcement that means safer traveling for all of us. At all times, remember to drive as though your life depends on it. It does. Have you seen this month's light bill? The light bill? Mm-hmm. Oh, McGee, you're not going to complain again. They checked our meter three times last month, and Max said there's nothing wrong with it. Max? Who the nickel-plated heck is Max? The meter reader. Oh. You've called him every month for the last six years, so he thought it would be nice if we got to know each other by first name. Oh, I see. He's crazy about yours. Says if he ever has another boy, that's what he's going to call him. Francis? Francis? Well, I didn't want to tell him it was Fibber. You know the corny jokes that leads to. So I just said Francis. Francis McGee. I like that. Look, kiddo, I I haven't got time to play name games. Would you just answer my question? Have you seen this month's electric bill? I've looked everywhere. Why the big excitement about finding the electric bill? Because I'm going to sit down and pay all our bills this afternoon, that's why. Would you mind repeating that, Francis? I mean, dearie. I said I was going to sit down and pay up all our bills. So what's so startling about that? Nothing. It's just that I'm getting so used to eating my candlelight and my heavy coat at the end of the month that the thought of being a member in good standing at the gas and light company kind of brought a tear to my eye for a minute. (laughs) I know how you feel. Some of these bills have been around here so long they feel like an old friend. Well, I had no idea we were so far behind on some of these things. Oh, yeah. This bill here, for instance, from the tailor. says, mending, tear, and bell-bottom trousers, $2. Pay the man. He deserves it. I'm going to pay it. I'm going to pay all of them right now. Lights, gas, Kramers, drugstore, my Elks Club dues, everything. Good, and if there's anything I can do to help... You've already helped. Plenty. That 200 bucks that I and you earned by you being Citizen X, that went in the bank, didn't it? Like it was shot out of a gun. Well, I hope them tellers took a good look at it on account of because when I get through writing checks today, it'll be just a happy memory. That's what it was for. Now, you go ahead with the bills you have there, and I'll look for that light bill. No, okay. Ah, there goes a good kid. Money means nothing to her. It's just a means to an end. 
And when she lends me a dollar and says, this is the end, she means it. You couldn't pry another buck out of her if it was a... Come in! Hi, Mr. Hi. Oh, hello, Teeny. School out already? Sure it is, I betcha. Mm-hmm. See? It's, uh, three o'clock. See there? Oh, you got yourself a Mickey Mouse rich watch, huh? Hey, wait a minute. There aren't any hands on that watch. How can you tell what time it is? I asked somebody. Oh, I see. Like today, I just asked our teacher what time is it, and she said, 3 o'clock, thank heaven, school's dismissed. Oh, I see. <laughs> so I put everything in my briefcase, and here I am. Yeah. That's quite a bulgy-looking briefcase you got there, Teeny. What you got in it? Oh, just the usual things that a lady needs, Mr. McGee, my, my books and a pen and ink and a pencil box and a sack of marbles and a hunk of modeling clay and a sandwich for my lunch and half an orange and my homework and a picture Bert Lancaster and Yeah, a... yeah, well, you, you don't need to give me a complete inventory. I've got a little work to do here right now, so if you don't mind... Oh, what you doing, Mr. McGee, with all those papers, hmm? What you doing, hmm? Well, I'm paying some bills, Teeny. This stack of papers represents an accumulation of delinquent liabilities that constitutes a serious impairment of my financial standing. I shall attempt today through the satisfaction in full of all outstanding claims to restore my credit to its original pristine condition, halt the flow of threatening missives from disgruntled tradesmen, and stop getting done by Bradstreet. Any questions? Can I have a cookie? Oh, sure. Very man, usual place. Help yourself. Oh, boy. Thanks, mister. Help yourself, he said. I hope there's a lot. Take a couple of them, sis. They're small. Then you better run along and let me get busy here. A couple, Mr. McGee? Did you say a couple? Yeah, yeah. Take two. Okay. I'll put three back then. I have five. Oh, okay. Keep them. That's okay. Gee. Thanks, Mr. McGee. You're just wonderful to little children. Bye now. Oh, boy. Five cookies. I'm rich. <laughs> ah, cute kid. And smart, too. Tina, uh-oh, she forgot her briefcase. Hey, Teeny, you... Oh, well, she'll probably be back for the briefcase and five more cookies in a little while. <laughs> now that I think of it, that's the same stunt she pulled last week. Reminds me of some of the angles I used to shoot when I was... There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. I'd like to take about one minute right now to speak to all you young men between 17 and 18 and a half years of age. I'd like to talk to you fellows about some of the tremendous advantages and opportunities that are awaiting you in the National Guard, and especially to you young men with military obligations. Now, here are some of the opportunities I'm speaking about. First of all, there's that extra income. Extra income that you will always find you can use. In the National Guard, you'll have the opportunity of learning new skills. Then there's also the chance to qualify for a commission and to take courses in pilot training. Besides all this, there are retirement benefits in the National Guard. Yes, you can start fulfilling your military obligation and start your training while living at home and continuing your work or school. Full details on the training program and enlistment requirements can be obtained at your local National Guard armory. Look into the National Guard enlistment program. It may be the opportunity that you've been looking for.
just about set here. Good. I've been all through these bills, checked them over, added them up, okayed them, initialed them, approved them, and I'm ready to start writing checks. Oh, this will be a great day for the McGee's. Yeah, not to mention our creditors, doggone it. Just silly to let things go this way. True. Look at here. I got three bills here that total up about $12 that I can save that much on shoe leather alone. What do you mean? You don't know the shoe repair man. No, no, look. You know where the Elks Club sits? Just three doors from Kramer's Drugstore? Sure. And you know what them three doors are? The gun shop, 580. The bakery, three bucks. And the newsstand, $2.87. Oh, dear. So, when I want to go from the Elks Club 50 feet to Kramer's Drugstore, how do you think I do it? In a packing case? <laughs> no, but I got to duck out the back door, cut through the Chinese laundry, walk west to the library, south to Walt's Malt <laughs> Shop, and down Kramer's Alley to the drugstore. Oh, dear. A mile and a half to go 50 feet. I see. Just to hand me the checkbook, will you? Here. And I personally will see that nobody interrupts you till these checks are all made out in mail. Good. I'll get your fountain pen for you. Oh, dear. What's the matter? Your fountain pen. It's at the cleaners. They called this morning. Oh, my gosh. Now it starts. Gee whiz, Molly, how could that happen? You know I need my pen. How could you let my pen go to the cleaners? It was very simple. All I did was call downstairs and tell you to be sure and empty the pockets before you gave the man the suit yesterday. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. Oh, well, there's no great harm done. I keep a spare pen in the coffee table drawer here for just such emergencies. Barred it from Doc Gamble so long ago, he's forgot it. Is that where that came from? I tried to use it yesterday. It's dry. That presents no problem, my dear. I got a bottle of ink right here. Hmm. Didn't think of it, I dumped that ink out. Dumped it out, it was brand new. Well, I need the bottle. I had a hunch that milkman of ours was using short corks on us, and I needed something to measure with. The ink bottle was a four-ounce bottle, and I figured six of them would make a quart. You know, 24 ounces. Oh, never mind. I get the whole picture. Honestly, kiddo, did you ever see it to fail? Just let me try to do something out of the goodness of my heart for my fellow man so they won't turn off our lights and gas and I can get from the Oaks Club to Kramer's and what do I run into at every corner? The finance company? No, sir. Advericity. Advericity? Yes, sir. Advericity. That's what I run into. Nothing but advericity. Hey, wait a minute. I'm not going anywhere. Teeny, her briefcase. Yeah, look, she left her briefcase here. I bet she's got a bottle of ink right in here something. Ah, look at that. What did I tell you? Save for a bottle of ink. <laughs> Thank goodness. Grab your pen. Let's get started. Right. I'll read off the amount and the name, and you can write out the check and get them in the mail. Good. Oh, this is exciting. your feet good. I did. I got all them bills stamped and in the mail and on the way. Boy, oh boy, the fourth of the month and we're all paid up. You know, there are 22 bills in that stack. I know. It was a real day's work. Come on in. Teeny's here. Oh, she is? Came back for a briefcase, huh? Sure. Hi, Mr. McGee. Hi. Hi, Teeny. Did you get some more cookies? Give her a hat full, Molly. I did. Boy, I just feel wonderful, Molly. What a load off my mind. You... Sure we're a lifesaver today, Teeny. If that hadn't been for you leaving your briefcase... She wants to show you a magic trick, dearie. Magic trick? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, she knows lots of them. Uh-huh. Now, show Mr. McGee the one you just showed me, Teeny. That's the best. Uh, you like this one, McGee. No, oh, I like them all. You know me and magic tricks. Well, go on, Teeny. Let's see it. Well... <laughs> go ahead. Sure, I want. Well... <laughs> 
of paper there, see? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I take this bottle of ink. Mm-hmm. I keep in my briefcase. Mm-hmm. Okay. I keep in my briefcase, you see? And I put writing on the paper like this, see? Yeah. Now you just watch it. You just watch it for a few minutes after it dies. What happens? The writing disappears. What? This looks like regular school writing, but it isn't. It's a magical disappearing ink, and my dad gave it to me from a joke shop. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He says it's good for a lot of laughs. Laughs? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, laughs. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that, Molly? All them checks we sent out, they don't have any writing on them. <laughs> no, you got it, Molly, the checks. You know. Damn funny, McGee. Say goodnight to Fever and Molly in a moment. Tomorrow evening, you'll hear the nation's top comedy entertainment when you set your dial to the NBC radio network. Adding to the festivities will be Bob Hope, Phil Harris, and Alice Faye, Gertrude Berg, and of course, Fever McGee and Molly. When you add up this entertainment plus, you'll know why so many millions of listeners from coast to coast make it a weekly habit to tune to NBC each Friday evening. Phil Harris and Alice Fay provide 30 minutes of mirth and merriment when they're joined by such comical characters as Elliot Lewis, Julius Abruzio, and the entire Harris family. And you'll want to be in the audience when Bob Hope presents his special guest star, the singing of Margaret Whiting, and the music of Les Brown's Band of Renown. For family comedy, hear Gertrude Berg's hilarious program entitled The House of Glass. You'll enjoy the story of life in a hotel in the Catskills. Yes, you'll enjoy all of the programs sent your way via NBC tomorrow and every Friday night. Be sure to listen on this same NBC station. I'm tired as I am, Molly. I'd get another bottle of ink and I'd sit right down and I'd start all over. Good idea. But I can't. Hmm? I mailed all the bills back in the envelopes with the checks. I don't know how much we owe who. We'll hear from them. Okay. Good night. Good night, all. NBC has brought you the Fibber McGee and Molly program transcribed. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Fibber McGee and Molly. This Saturday, enjoy a road show, an exciting new show on the NBC Radio Network.